Remember when he sees his dad for the first time? What's he do? You don't remember? I forget. If you oh trigger my, my memory. So he goes Daddy! Like, so everybody's like is like, whoa, you got a you got a what is it called? A a Christmas gram? Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And so then he's just like, okay, go ahead, just sing it. He's like, what he's like, what? And then he's just like and so then he goes, How does it go? I've heard it so many times I can't believe I can't remember the song. <laughs> I'm here with my dad. <laughs> like, oh, stuff yeah. like that. And he didn't know I was born, but I'm here now. <laughs> and guess what, Daddy? I love you. I love you. I love you. <laughs> like that, right? Hi, welcome to Enter the Bunker, where we launch you into thriving. Each week, we talk about a different virtue that can be used as a building brick to build your own personal bunkers. We share personal stories, as well as tips and tricks to help you thrive instead of survive. So sit down, relax, and enter the bunker. Five strategies to help communicate with tact. There are five strategies that we're gonna talk about today about how to communicate with tact. So I'll go through them all right now and then we'll go through them again and talk about each one individually, same as we always do. Let's do it. Cool. So we have number one, create the right environment and think before you speak. Mm -hmm. Two, determine the appropriate time. Three, choose the tone of your words carefully. Four, watch your body language. And five, never react emotionally. <laughs> okay. I need to honestly, personally, do all five of those <laughs> on the daily. Yeah? Yeah. Because the emotionally thing, that's when I was talking about previous episode about getting so frustrated. Yeah. Then you're emotional. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Let's go uh, back to number one. So create the right environment and think before you speak. How many times have you spoken too quickly and then regretted it? All the time. <laughs> I honestly don't feel like, I don't feel that way. Yeah. About you? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I tend to be very careful with my words. Or I tend to be very quiet. You do? You know, like I, I'm very, I'm very held back in speaking speaking out. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'll think a lot before I'll say something. And some people take that in different ways. Like, I think of Barack Obama when I think of this. Okay. Because I, he's probably one of the best speakers I've heard speak. And I'm not like a pro on knowing who's best or anything, but right. just the way he talked, I liked listening to him. Yeah. And I'm not usually one to listen to like politician stuff and all that right. stuff. <laughs> um, but yeah, he would really talk like this, he would think about what he was going to say next. Do you right. know what I mean? And I, I just liked actually watching him, his thought process, thinking about what he's going to say. Like, what is he going to say next? Like, but he already, it's like he knows but doesn't know. I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, so he's a good example of thinking before you speak. Yes. You feel. That's and so, I, and yeah, I agree. He's a, he's a very eloquent speaker. Uh, there's uh, others that I think are really good. Uh, Tony Robbins, for example. Mm -hmm. uh, he's always very solid when it comes to like the, the responses he gives to things. Yeah. And you know what? All of that really comes from practice. I'm the worst talker ever. What, why would you say that? For one, I don't know how to form a sentence half the time. 
like our last episode. <laughs> <laughs> and two, I just, I don't, I don't know what it is. I haven't practiced it enough. So what you can do to start, yeah. like to improve on that is first off, practice active listening uh, when others speak, mm-hmm. right? I think I do that very well. Yeah, so what happens is that, what tends to happen when people are speaking is that the other person, like when, when someone's speaking to you, yeah. what often happens is that you're already thinking about what you're gonna say back, Yeah. right? Yeah. And that's not active listening. Active listening is just shutting yourself off and really taking in what the other person is saying, right? So if you can do that, that's part, that's the first step to actually being able to be tactful in actually talking to the other person because you are, you're really hearing what they're saying before you formulate what you're going to say back. And by doing that, it allows you to be able to actually think before you speak. Mm-hmm. And you create an environment where the other person also feels like they're heard. Right. So a, a, a neat trick to help you in order to help you get that time to formulate your answer mm-hmm. is to do something what's called mirroring. I don't know if you ever heard that term before. I think. So the term, so the idea of mirroring and communication is to simply repeat back whatever yes. the person said, yes. yeah. right? Yeah. And you don't have to necessarily wait until they've said everything and then be like, okay, here I go, and then regurgitate everything back. Right. What you can do is basically just as they're talking, sometimes you know what they're saying, you know what you're listening to them, you're really saying it, yeah. repeat it back to them, right, okay. in a way. So like you, they say like, uh, let's just say like, I don't know. So they're telling a story about their, 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 this lady's telling a story about her son. It's just like, oh, he was, yeah, and he was riding his bike. And you go, oh, the red bike, right? And so you just validated that you're listening to her. And yeah. then she's like, yeah, the red bike. Yeah. And then you, they, she keeps talking and goes, oh, yeah, and he was pedaling along. And then he got to that street on the corner. And you say, oh, you mean Arthur Street? And she's like, yeah, that street. Okay. So then as you're going back and forth and as you give these little validations that you're listening to what they're saying, they really feel like, okay, I'm being heard. Right. Right. So then at the end of all that, you've really taken in everything. When you go to respond, the person feels like you've really heard what they had to say. Mm-hmm. So here's where you have to use the tact and just be like, just, I guess in this case, it's just like, you know, maybe next time, you know, if you fall along on his bike, he won't fall so often. <laughs> I don't know, you know, <laughs> something like that, right? Yeah. I'm just making this up as I go. Yeah. But, you know, at that point, they're just like, you know, maybe you're right. You know, because the person feels like you're really listening to them, yeah. then whatever it is you have to say, it doesn't feel like you're there to, like you're just talking back. It doesn't feel like you're there just to attack them. Your answer will be more respected. It feels more like you're, you're actually answering yeah. because you care, yeah. because you actually are really actively listening. Mm-hmm. So it's, so mirroring is a really good way to do it. Um, oftentimes, like sometimes, you know, somebody's talking and then sometimes I'll find myself completing their sentences. Yeah. You know, and that's another way to mirror, right? Okay. It's like, I was going to say, I do that sometimes. Is that bad? <laughs> no, like, so if they're talking and then they, and they start to talk about something and you just add on a little bit of detail yeah. to it, it really shows that you're listening to them yeah. and that you understand what they're saying. So that validation is important. So you had said at the beginning, like when you first were going on here, um, a lot of the times that you want to respond in the middle of what they're saying, like with your own thing. Yeah. So that happens actually a lot to me. I don't, I try not to do it because I want to give them the attention, like everything you just said, 
But instead of me saying it at the end of their, I'll forget what I was even thinking of because I was so engaged with them that yes, this thought popped in and I'm like, I want to say this when they're done talking. But by the time they're done talking, I'm so engaged with them with what they were saying. I forget what I was even thinking. Yeah. So I'll like some, sometimes when I'm in a conversation, you know, sometimes morning, I'll like write something down because you trigger my mind. Then I'm like, oh yeah. So I just write it down on like a little notepad in front of me. That way I can go back to it. Because I want to be engaged in your conversation. I don't want to interrupt it. And Exactly, yeah. yeah. And the truth is, is that if, if it is something that what you wanted to say, but then you forgot about it. It's not that important. Probably not that important. <laughs> and so it's just like, it's okay. Just let it go. Yeah, sort of thing. exactly. Yeah. Um, okay, so number two is determine the appropriate time. Mm. So determine the appropriate time when to talk. Yes. When to be tacked. Again, we talked about this in our previous episode with when we gave the scenario of the person being late and then wanting to rip them a new, <laughs> uh, anyways, in front of all the staff versus doing it privately. So I right. guess that would be an example of that, determining the appropriate time. Okay, so let's say you, you have a work colleague who yep. just found out they're going to be laid off at yep. the end of the year. Okay. Meanwhile... Uh, you find out that you're being promoted and, and, and every, and so you're actually being promoted while yeah. this guy's getting laid off. Ugh. What is the best time to tell them? Never. <laughs> you know what? This is a really good time to talk about this because this is happening to a lot of people right now. Yeah. I would feel so bad. So there wouldn't be one inkling in my body that would even want to tell them that right now. Like, of course, like say I was going in full force, be like, Hey Bob, guess what? And Bob's like sitting at his desk crying because he, he just got laid off. I would drop. I wouldn't even think about what I was going to say again because I would feel my heart would be towards Bob. Towards Bob. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, are you ever going to tell them? Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> if they need to know, do they really need to know? I suppose not. Yeah, because they're going to be gone. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> Uh, unless, oh, I mean, they could be like a friend as well outside of work. So that would make it even harder. Yes. Um, so let's give it that instance. Uh, well, I would eventually tell them, but I would probably wait till they got a new job, maybe. Okay. You would know. wait until they got a new job so that you can tell them that. I don't know, though, because you you're also should be proud of yourself. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. And you should be screaming it from the rooftops if you want. Well. Is that tactful? <laughs> it's not modest, that's for sure. <laughs> it's not modest either, no. Yeah, I don't know. I guess you just, you'd have to wait for the right time. I guess you probably wouldn't know when that was going to be. Well, again, this, this comes down to the appropriate timing. So yeah. the truth is, is that if somebody is hurting yeah. because they just, I mean, obviously in this situation, they just found out they're going to lose their job. Yeah. Uh, and they're and and this and and in that scenario, they're probably scrambling in their minds about what they're going to do next. Yeah. So rather than getting into what just about your promotion, you of course want to start helping them out in terms of what are their next steps. And, yeah. And get them thinking about okay, let's you know let's focus on where where you're going to go next, right? right? And that sort of thing. And then I would probably, I would probably once they start to look. I'd probably want to tell them about that time yeah. that you got the promotion sort of thing. Because let's be honest, it's not going to stay secret for long, right? Like how, how, long you, how long is it until the rest of the office knows you were promoted? I don't know, but this is why I'm a terrible tact person because I would feel so bad the entire time and I would probably just keep it to myself. 
Right. But they're, I think what you're saying would be the right direction, but I would have a hard time doing that. Right. And I think a lot of people would. Yeah, I think a lot of people, like you said, would probably just say nothing at all. Yeah. They would just like keep it to themselves yeah. and just wait until they go because they're going to be gone, yeah. like you said. Yeah. <laughs> and just like bury it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but, but that's, that's not being tactful. Not being tactful. Not yeah. being, not telling the truth that, not telling a truth that's hard to tell. Right. So I think that if you can just simply be there for them, lead them in the right direction, and then once they start to get into that groove, then I think that at that time, because let's let's be honest, I mean, if they're a colleague and they really care about you, yeah. they will be happy for you that yeah. you did get a promotion. Yes. But some people tend to, I mean, it, I guess it depends on the person too. Yeah. If they really do care about you, they're going to be like, oh, I'm so happy for you. That's great, yeah. right? But if they are just kind of like the, I don't know. And mean, go home and cry Mean-spirited. Mean <laughs> if they're mean-spirited, then they're going to turn around and go like, oh, well, you know, look at you. Look what happened to me, you know, sort of thing. Yeah. All about them, 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 not about you. Right. Then... Uh, it's, it's good they're going anyway, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, but, 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 let's just, but let's just say that, that you know, there's somebody, somebody you care about and uh, you, want to, you want to see them, see them do well. So mm -hmm. they're going to leave at the end of the year. You know you got a promotion. Help them along to get started on, on their way. And as they get started on their way, um, you can share with them the news and, and, and make sure it's the right time, right? right. And, and make sure that you can see that they're in a good state of mind, yes. right? Yeah. So it, you know, that if they're still like hemming and hawing about not being able to find another job or they're just worried about their finance or something, just don't say anything at all. Mm -hmm. Like make sure you're thinking about them first, mm -hmm. right? Think about them first and then put yourself second. That's how you can more easily find an appropriate time. Right. Wait for the opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, don't wait for the opportunity. Create the opportunity. Ah, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I got to be more tactful. <laughs> All right. So number three, choose your tone of words carefully. Um, so there's something here that says avoid starting the sentences with the word you. Okay. Um, this reminds me of my mother because... She, which her father was the one who ended up saying something to him, but to her saying, you shouldn't start your sentences with you should. Okay. It more, if you're better off to get a better reaction out of the per person, if you're saying, I think that this can be done, or have you tried thinking this way? Not you should do this. Right. You know what I mean? Because, What's the difference? I don't know. Because just because they said you should you're wanting them to come up with the idea more so than you telling them. Yeah, so one, one approach is you sharing an idea. Yeah. Another is telling them what they should do. Yes, right? yes, yeah, so exactly. Saying you should or you really need to or something like that, mm -hmm. that's, that's essentially passing judgment, saying this is what you need to do, I command you kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then and that, that's something that we immediately will resist, right? Uh, because it didn't come from within, it came from somebody who was telling us what to do, and that mm -hmm. never goes well. Yeah. Uh, so you want to you want to choose your words carefully in terms of the tonality uh, in those situations, and also don't use the word you yeah. uh, when you start off. Uh, so I think that the tonality is also very important. So when it comes to communication, on, 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 on overall, we use words, we use tonality, we use body language. 
right? Mm -hmm. So the tone and the approach you take has to be very empathetic, mm -hmm. right? Not sympathetic, empathetic, right? There's what's a difference. The, what's the quick difference between those? <laughs> so, so sympathy is when you sympathize. So you feel for them. You know, well, that's where you actually feel. You, you, you can sympathize when you've been through the same sort of thing they have and you feel the same way. Okay. Right? But in those kind of situations, that's not really helpful because now it's almost like you're taking away from what they're experiencing, trying to make it your own, right? Mm. To empathize is to understand like where they are and how they're feeling yeah. and not connect yourself with it, yes. right? So if somebody- I hate that. What do you mean? I hate when people do that. Like if I'm like in a moment and oh, I'm thinking <laughs> about a moment, right? if I'm in a moment and I'm on a rampage to one of my friends or family members and then at the end of it, they're like, yes, well, this happened to me before. And I'm like, can you just listen to me for a second? <laughs> yes. Like, gosh. And yeah, so, okay, I get the difference now. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so what they were... I think in that situation, they were trying to sympathize or were they saying it was something else? It was trying to sympathize. Yeah, exactly. it pissed me off. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So sympathizing is not good. No. Empathizing is very good. Okay. Right? We want to be more empathetic to other people. Yes. Right. So, uh, so that's the difference. Yeah. And when you have a tonality of having, when your tonality is one of understanding and yeah. listening, yeah. then when it comes to being tactful, that's the way you can be tactful. Mm -hmm. Because as long as the other person feels like they're being listened to, as long as the other person uh, feels the empathy that you're, you're, you're projecting in terms of like caring for how they feel and caring for what they're saying, yeah. then whatever you have to say then has a lot more meaning. It has a lot more, it has more, more, more meaning. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's like it it, it will it, it it even if it's hard, you know, it doesn't feel like judgment. Right. Right. It feels more like you're here to help me. Mm -hmm. Right. So you not so making sure you're not saying, you know, like I could say it in the nicest way even, and yeah. even though my in my tonality might actually like even dis, disarm that. Yeah. If I say, you know, like you really should maybe dye your hair red. I know. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> But I said it in such a way that was like, it wasn't necessarily like, if I said it in a different way now and said like, you should really dye your hair red. Yeah. That's a different kind of tone. I right? feel like the nicer tone is more manipulative. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Well, because I was saying something yeah. that was basically a command. And it was something that you wanted, but that you were I saying want. it in a nice way. But I'm saying it in a really nice, yeah, yeah. smooth way. Right? Yeah. So then it's just like, so it sounds nice. Yeah. And your mind takes that in so that the words are almost like, because the truth is when we communicate, 5% of it is the words themselves. Yeah. 32% of it is the tone and the rest is body language. Like, Believe it or not. Really? Yeah. That's so a nice fact. That's why that's that's why like people are struggling so much to to communicate with one another when we're wearing masks everywhere, right? Yeah. But <clears throat> but what happens is that the tonality is so important. Like it's more important than the words themselves. Yeah. Right. But and so in that case, like yeah, I'm using a tonality that sounded manipulative. But if I was to use the phrasing and then use the wording, just be like, you know, um, you know, I think red hair looks awesome. Right. You know. Yeah. So it's just like I haven't done anything to manipulate you. I haven't, it's, I guess in that way, I'm sorry, I was just trying to make it up, so that's why I had a weird kind of tone. But it's just like, you know what? I think red hair is so awesome. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. just like, oh, yeah, I think red hair is awesome too. Maybe I should dye my hair red. Yeah, so you know? using the word I. Yeah. 
yeah, when you're talking instead of you. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have to think of that. All right. Um, number four, watch your body language. We were just talking about that as well. That's right. So example is basically like if, you, if a boss is basically telling you like, yeah, your sales are fine. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. And I you're just would, like, I would not they, feel very confident in that. Are they fine? Yeah. You know, like, and, but, but notice my tonality too. It's yeah. just like, yeah, they're fine. Yeah. Or I'll, I'll even say it in a nice way. Oh, your sales figures are fine. um you said something last and how much was body language 35 percent 32 percent no the tonality is 32 percent the rest of its body language oh okay i completely agree because i'm a very much people watcher a people i like to watch what they do and how they do things and yeah I would, I would call that out in a second. Like if somebody is like, has their arms folded, like I even catch myself folding my arms, talking to somebody sometime and thinking, I, I make a point to put my arms down because I'm like, this is, this is rude. I feel like it's well, not rude, but crossing your arms is a very defensive posture. Defensive. Yes, yeah. That's it's a word. defensive posture and people will think that, okay, I'm, I'm on the defensive and I'm, yeah. you know, and this is the kind of thing. There's all kinds of, um, there's all kinds of science behind the types of things that we do, even with our hands. And mouth twitches. and Yeah, the, the facial expressions. Yeah. We need to see that. Yeah. Uh, and then there's things like when people are sitting at a desk, if they, like, there's, there's different things. Like if I was sitting at a desk and doing this, yeah. like this is, I think this is called the king's crown or something. Okay. Uh, and it means that I, I, have a, I have a certain thought process happening when I start to do this. Then there's, like, then there's, there's other types of like hand holdings and yeah. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mr. Burns, excellent. excellent. Right? And, but there's all kinds of meanings behind these different ones. I can't, I don't recall them offhand, but, uh, but essentially we are, when we do these things, we're projecting certain types of, uh, we, like sub, subconsciously, we mm-hmm. are projecting certain messages to everybody who's around us, right? right? So, and this is all done with the, the, the different kind the different postures. Are we... Um, sit back, are we relaxed or are we like lunging forward? Mm-hmm. Are we, you know, are we slunched over? Are we very alert? These are things that our mind picks up all the time and it's how we interpret whatever it is, like whatever it is that we're trying to communicate. So it's really like the body language is so important. And if you don't get it, like if you, if you, if you take an approach, like we just gave her the example, yeah. you know, it's just like, Hmm, you know, like this. And what's going to happen is that you're just going to send a mixed signal. Yeah. And you're not going to be tactful at all. No. Right? You're going to end up just confusing the person. And you're just going to end up in a situation where the person is going to take your body language and whatever you said as the opposite and feel like, okay, you're not being honest with me. Mm -hmm. Right? So uh, tactfulness includes watching your body language and making sure it conveys the meaning of what you want to what you want to have said, right? So uh, if it's something that you, you want to, if you really want to be attentive, like let's say for, when it comes to listening, right? Do you feel like you're listening to if somebody leans back and just goes like this? Or do you feel they're listening to if they're leaning in like this, like forward to you? I guess it depends what they've just told me. Cause if it was something like amazing, they'd be like, wow. Well, that's just, yeah, that's a reaction, right? That's a reaction. But ongoing people feel listened to if somebody's leaning yes, in and you're actually more so like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, people I are leaning in and they're actually like paying attention. They're actually eager, you know, because 
physically we start to move forward, right? So what does it mean like when you're like playing with something in your hand the whole time you're talking to somebody? Like I do every episode with this. Because <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm like, oh my gosh, I wonder what he thinks when I'm like wrapping this around my finger, like just talking. I don't know. Is that just a form of, I don't know. Like what do you think of when you see that? Do you even notice? Uh, I haven't really noticed it, honestly. Okay, good. But now that you mention it, it's kind of annoying. <laughs> oh my so, gosh. So, but okay, no. let's talk about this for a second. But but I don't think I don't think it's really. It's probably just a nervous kind of thing. So yeah, I, maybe. I, I don't read too much into that. Right. Uh, but yeah, uh, when it comes to your body language, you want to be uh, make sure that whatever it is you're saying and the tone you take is also. In, has integrity with your body language. Yeah. So you just have to have integrity all about to be tactful. Yeah. And that and it'll come through. Yeah. I think making eye contact and not crossing your arms is probably the top two, honestly. And Absolutely. Le- maybe leaning in too. Yeah. Top three. We'll give it a top three. Yeah. I rarely, yeah, I rarely cross my arms. The only time, if anything, the only time I think I cross my arms is when it's just to make me feel more comfortable. Sometimes and if that's I'm like, usually why I'm doing it, but then I realize it might be coming across bad to them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So usually it might be like, you know, you're leaning against a wall and you're just put, yeah. put your arm somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know, sort exactly. of thing, right? That's, yeah. that's about it. But if I'm talking to somebody, I rarely would cross my arms like that mm-hmm. unless I do want to be defensive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. In this case, it's like, yeah, this is what's happening now and it, I'm, I'm on the defense now, so you better watch out. <laughs> so, I'm sure you'd be tactful in, your, in verbally communicating that as well. So. Yeah, I, I would yeah. do my best. Yeah. Um, okay, so number five, which I think would probably be the hardest one. Um, never react emotionally. So it's hard to communicate tactfully when you feel angry or upset. Give yourself time to calm down before you respond. I 100% agree with that. Um, I, I think my emotions are more like I cry a lot. <laughs> I don't cry a lot, but like I will get to the point where I'm just like, I don't just want to cry, whether it's happy or sad. So can we like erase this for a second? I don't know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So number five. Number five, never react emotionally, mm-hmm. right? So if you are in a state of frustration or you're angry or you're sad or mm-hmm. whatever it might be, if you are not able to, if you're in a state where your thoughts are not able to uh, be clear, mm-hmm. then you are just going to go off the handle and you are going to say things and do things that are not going to be tactful whatsoever. A trick I actually do do with that, do do. <laughs> Kellyism. <laughs> um, I will write it down or go on my phone and write a note and just go off in that note. And then if it's something, if it's, so say it's a message that I'm wanting to send somebody, but I'm like livid right now. So I'll go and I'll write this in a note, but I'm not going to send that to them. Once I feel calmer, I'll go back to that note, take a few things out of it that I did say, leave some stuff there too, because I might end a friendship or yeah. But that's, that was a good way for me to get through the emotional become, to say, to say something tactful to somebody. Right, right. 
the thing about and then you feel crazy at when you read it later you're like holy crap did i really think i'm gonna read that (laughs) yeah that's probably a good tip (laughs) yeah Yeah, so i think yeah i i've seen messages like that before and Mm -hmm. i could tell that sometimes like I've made messages like that before yeah. and you just think you're, you're, you're just going off and you're just like da 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 and you just yeah. have to get out. The problem is is that you're using messages. You're not you're not actually talking to the people. Yes. Right? So yes. you're in that little 5% of communication piece and you're trying to fit it into all these texts and yeah. it's just not going to work. Yeah. You know, so you might feel like you communicated something but really the other end didn't really receive it the way you think you did. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And sometimes even like when you say, even just regular communication using text these days, there's so much opportunity for a loss of tone and, oh, and whatnot gosh, yeah. that yeah. that there's like other people you might be working with like read what you say and then they're just like why, why is he being so disrespectful? Why are, you know? why are they so rude? Yeah, why are they being rude and yeah. things like that? And it's all because there's no tone to it. Meanwhile, the other guy on the other end might be just like maybe saying it in kind of a hunky dory kind of a yeah. way, or maybe he he's just being you know. Uh, jokey in his mind, yeah. But that's you not can't tell. You can't, you can't tell. You even get to look tell. at them, see their body language, hear the tone. What's another thing that we just learned? You can't see the body language and the tone. That's it. Okay. Yeah. You saw the words. Yeah. But you took True. a different meaning to the words. Right. Right. So it's words, body language, tone. Yeah. So in terms of being emotional, mm-hmm. it's imagine you get messages like this and you start to get emotional yeah. because of these messages, yeah. because you interpreted a certain way and you thought there was a certain tone to it. And so then at that point, if you're going to be tactful, you need to take a step back and you actually have to start to think, okay, hold on, you know, like maybe, maybe it's not what I think it is. Yeah. And then maybe even just prompt them back, like, like send the message back to be like, you know, like, Hey, can you tell me a little more about what you mean? Mm-hmm. And then maybe the second message would have a very different kind of tone to the first. Right. And then you start to get, ah, okay. Ah. I was, I was off on that. Yeah. Right. So then you disarmed the emotional response. Yeah. But if you just come back with some kind of like, right back, know, at, the right same back at them the same way, then mm-hmm. they might even feel it. Yeah. You know, they'd be like, Whoa, why is he coming at me like this? Yeah. Not realizing what they did. Yeah. Right. So in today's world where there's so much text messaging stuff going on like this. Especially with companies working virtually nowadays. Oh, yeah. 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 It's a huge issue. And like um, different cultures. Yes. That makes it hard, too, because the way that I might word something might be different than the way somebody else words something from another culture. And I don't know, like maybe they thought what I was rude, but really I'm trying like it's yeah messaging. That's a. Yeah, when it comes to different cultures, it's yeah. a it's a much bigger thing because Huge. there's some cultures that really expect you know somebody who's younger yeah. who doesn't have experience. You are young and experienced. Yeah. You need to learn for yourself. Like yeah. you need to you need to learn how to like. Usually the attitude is like, "Look, I'm senior. Yeah. I've got experience. I know what I'm doing. And here you are trying to tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Kind of attitude. And it's like, oh, here you are trying to say that you know better. Mm-hmm. You know." Uh, some 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 young people feel like, especially in our culture, like especially when it comes to uh, in North America, they think everything's flat. Yeah. Right. They think that it doesn't matter how much experience you have, doesn't you're matter. E- you're equal. You know, you're you're all equal, yeah. sort of thing. And so then, when they come at other people who who actually have more experience, and they approach them that way, it looks to them very. It looks like to the people who are senior, very disrespectful. Yeah. Right. And so then, what do they do? They respond in kind. They're just like, they try to put them down in their place. They're just like, look, you're the, you know, you don't know what you're talking about. So yeah. why are you talking to me like this? Yeah. You know, sort of thing. So 
it all comes down to not being, t being able to recognize when that's happening and disarming that before you escalate it into something. Yes. Right? Because once you start to escalate into something, you lose all possibilities of tact. Yeah. Right? You, yeah. And then, then you're actually... Backtracking. Then you're backtracking to yeah. become more tactful in the response. It's just right. like, okay, yeah, I misread that. I was wrong. You know, my apologies. Yeah. Let's make sure this doesn't happen again. Right? So, yeah, it's this is the way it goes. I, I imagine lots of people have these kinds of experiences all the time. Oh, yeah, definitely. Right? Every and, day. Yeah. And Multiple. <laughs> oh, every day, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, especially, geez, just got to go on Facebook and look at any yeah. any post. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same thing happens all the time, right? Yeah. So it's, it's a matter of just, yeah, just watching your emotions before you actually respond. Yeah. All right. So those were five strategies to help communicate with tact. Five. And practice that brick. What? And practice that brick. Practice that brick. <laughs> yeah. Go practice that brick. So, yeah. Five strategies on how to increase your tact so that you become a super awesome communicator, build that building, building brick, and really super impress everybody around you. Because with more tact means you get more opportunities. Yeah. And you just have a much better life, and you get to thrive in today's world. I love it. All right. We'll talk to you next episode. See you there. Bye. Thank you for listening to Enter the Bunker. Make sure to follow us on Instagram where you can share your story and also look at behind the scenes of how we make our podcast. You can watch the video version of this podcast on YouTube by simply searching Enter the Bunker. Tune in next time as we launch into thriving. Thriving.